Hello and welcome to the first ever episode three of the virtual pub. We can't go to the pub right now, so where are we going to bring the pub? You. you. Kind of off timing there, but we'll take it anyway. I am Jason England. I am drinking the shittest beer I could find. I've found a can of Foster's and it's the Easter bank holiday. And the weather is wonderful. And it's usually around this time that we're all in the beer garden. I say that I'm not a smoker and I'm usually catching a cigarette off Lindsay. Um, oh, Lindsay, <laughs> <laughs> how's your week been? And what are you drinking? Um, week's been all right, actually. I've been quite active. Um, did a run, gone for a few walks, did some at-home workouts because I realised I'm getting really fat and I don't want to turn into my dad. So who I do answer the phone to of hello fatty whenever he rings me. Hi dad, if you're listening, love you. <laughs> so yeah, it's been pretty active. Um, actually cut down alcohol this week, which is a pretty big thing for me, as you guys know. Um, apart from tonight, because I am drinking a little concoction of a spiced rum daiquiri. Ooh. Mm. Nice choice, nice choice. And Dolby, how's your week been and what are you drinking? Uh, it's, 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 it's been all right, you know, I'm getting used to lockdown life, which I don't know if that's a good thing or not, um, but <laughs> I think everyone's kind of in the same position. Uh, I'm drinking the apple and ginger sour and the raspberry ripple sour I had last week. Um, once again, lovingly provided by Six Powers Draft House in Hockley, which uh, we will all be going to regularly once we are able to leave the house. Um, trying to get back on the dating scene again is interesting. Like dating in your late 20s is kind of like buying a car, but most of them are already gone. And the ones that are left don't work properly. You've got missing part, or your mate's body. So it takes loads of work to find the right car, but because we're in lockdown, you've just got to buy them off Auto Trader and hope that the description's right. <laughs> so that's an interesting experience. Um, I also watched all of the oceans oceans films this week. Don't do that. Three of them are shit. And uh, <laughs> the was saved though. By Dan Adriano from our clan, true, doing an Instagram live live stream last night, and that was absolutely wonderful. Oh, amazing! What did he do on the live? Was it just a Q and A, or was it a live uh, performance? No, he, he just did like an acoustic set. Did a few trio songs. Did a couple of emergency room songs. He said he's going to do one next week as well. And as Moody will know, I get a little bit excited when I hear our clan trio songs playing live. So it's an emotional evening. I watched a Rob Lynch live stream last night. It's only Thorpe. I know it was slightly yeah. surreal because he got halfway through it and then went outside and did the clap for the NHS. <laughs> which is the only time i've seen it. i wonder if that's going to be a thing of gigs in the future like a band comes on at 7 45 and we have to stop halfway through to give a round of applause to the nhs <laughs> <laughs> everyone go outside <laughs> literally every like a thousand people walk out of rock city can you imagine is that everybody outside right now come on <laughs> providing sports pins <laughs> Um, speaking of, how was the clap for NHS everybody? Like, we ended up with like just fucking Brenda down the road with like a saucepan and a wooden spoon. We had a lot of clapping, a few bellends with fireworks. Yeah, and that's the bit I don't get. I mean, if you've got if you've got a dog, you'll know why I'm calling the bellends. Yeah, you don't yeah. even need the dog. Um, my street didn't really do it. Like, we're kind of quiet. It's kind of nice at the same time, though. Um, I've seen two of my favourite things for the clap for the NHS. Um, someone, friend of a friend, 
lives in city center who's like an audio visual dj and he was playing take that things can only get better with a laser light show alongside it which is pretty <laughs> damn good and then the other commentary i've seen from it is an nh worker nhs worker saying yeah wake me up after my night shift instead of it please don't clap for me because i'm trying to sleep <laughs> Outside the city centre, I can safely say the scout is like a fucking Ramstein show with all the fireworks, so they can get in the bin. <laughs> but Darby, as you said before, some people are fucking stupid. <laughs> Everybody drink. <laughs> it's important to get that in early, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's a good quote that we're going to take forward with us. Um, Moody, how's your week been and what you've been drinking? Yeah, um, that was what Darby said actually. It's uh, I don't know whether I'm adjusting to this lifestyle a bit more or not but um it's been a been a pretty decent week um possibly well maybe maybe not helped by the fact that i spent two-thirds of the weekend after we last spoke either drunk or hung over staying up until the middle of the night with you guys watching wrestling on on telly box which was a surreal experience but no it was uh, it was good fun and then yeah the week's kind of weeks actually gone weirdly quickly um, obviously, I'm still out and about a bit working, so I, I guess I've got that little bit of normality. But um, obviously, on days like the last couple of days, and it's nice and warm. Unfortunately, we have we have got a garden, so we've got a little bit of space that we can hang out outside without uh, attracting the uh, the the eyes of the various police forces who are posting on Twitter about people that are just going out for a walk. But I'm sure we'll come on to that later. Um, Drinks wise, I'm currently having a pint of white spirit. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't, obviously I'm not. Let me start by saying before anyone puts me on uh, on suicide watch. I, uh, so Fiona and my girlfriend went uh, went shopping yesterday, a bit of a stock up shop. We've not really been to a, to a store for over a week. Uh, came back with several bags of shopping. And the first one I unpacked contained precisely four items which was two pints of milk, two pints of orange squash, uh, a bottle of white spirit and 10 cans of um, fever tree tonic. And I just looked at that and thought that is the weirdest Friday night out you could possibly have and started thinking <laughs> the of best. cocktail. Well, I say one way or the other, um, you, you, you're going to sleep well, aren't you? It's just a question of how long for. So, uh, no. <laughs> No, in all seriousness, I'm still on the Hobgoblin, uh, which I was also drinking last week because I bought too many. And part of me did want to go to the shop and get something a bit uh, a bit more lagerish, a bit more cold for uh, this very hot day. But equally, trying to abide by the rules as best I can. And I thought going to going to the co-op just to buy a few cans of beer was was maybe not the right thing to do. I'll save that until I've drunk the ones I need. So something different for next <laughs> week, I'm sure. Also, to... I forgot. To, I forgot to mention that uh, I had a bottle of Cafe Patron arrived this morning, so uh, crack that, that open at about the halfway point. I think <laughs> sounds good to me. I've, I've got be, a bottle of that ready to go as well. That can that can be a fun game for everyone. Let's work out when we think Dolby is three shots in, because you should be able to tell from the uh, from the speech slur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it normally Moody? Is it normally when I get a walk out of the wrong end of the smoking area in a bar in Newcastle? Um, would you like to provide a context for that then? No, I'll let let Lindsay say that because she puts it best. (laughs) Oh, my days. 
we were all in Newcastle watching some wrestling show. I think it was one of the times we were actually all there as well. It was what culture, wasn't it? It yeah. was what culture. Yeah, so we all went to the show. We had a few beers, got pretty merry, went out in Newcastle after because it's Newcastle and why wouldn't you? Went to this club. Can't remember what it was because we were all hammered. Um, <laughs> ben Thorpe is absolutely drunk. We're all in the smoking area and we text him saying, come to smoking area, man, we're all there. So he goes down the stairs. On, on the left is the exit. On the right is the smoking area. And Ben goes left goes outside the club, stands up, lights a cigarette, tries to go back in. Dorman's like, what are you doing, mate? He's like, I've just looked out for a cigarette. And like, you're not in the smoking area. And instead of, like, queuing up to get back in, like any person would do, or ringing anyone, he decides to go on a little wander around Newcastle for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> he then, he also calls the one that was in Nottingham as well. Yeah, instead of ringing any one of us, he rang our friend Beth in Nottingham at two o'clock in the morning saying we had all abandoned him. <laughs> it was also at the same time, my boyfriend at the time had also decided he was leaving early and he had gone in a wander and got lost in Newcastle. But he, when he left the club, he left out and went the opposite direction to Thorpe. An hour later, when we all left, they we some they managed to turn around somehow and meet in the middle back outside the club and we found them outside together. So, <laughs> I bought twenty bottles of beer and Leo said, "You're never going to drink all of them." Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> and, this, and it's when you also lined them all up back up on the box and yeah. I said, "Forbes going to fall into that." And what did he do when we got back? Can I finish the story because I had it perfect in this moment where we went to stop at this like. Moody, was it you who found the house that we stopped at mm. for Airbnb? Like, really, really yeah. nice place. We were like, I managed to get dibs on a spare room so I could pump up the airbed and just go to sleep down there. Um, but I had seen these like bottles being like balanced quite precariously on top of this box. And the assumption was made somebody was going to bump into it, probably Thorpe. And as I start lay down, the whole room was fucking spinning. It was abs- I was absolutely smashed. And just out of nowhere, about, I'd say about 20 minutes into me about to fall asleep, all I heard was just a... I realise in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have stacked the bottles on top of the box, but I was trying to prove a point. <laughs> That's that when point. we all got takeaway and Leo cooked a steak, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Can I point out that heads up to the guy that owns that Airbnb because he left his breakfast cereal the next day, and that was a fucking lifesaver. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't fall into that as well, did you? Thought no, I no, I was uh, slightly more sober by then. I think. <laughs> Speaking of Thorpe, how was your week and what are you drinking? Uh, so my week has been, to, to be fair, this week I've, I've given into the boredom. I've been bored all week, so I had to give in. And I started to get those unbelievable achievements on games. Well, I started Crash Bandicoot and I decided to try and get the 99 lives achievement. Right. Not the best in the world. I made it to 45 before my eyes started to hurt. And before I Googled the best way to do it and realized that I'd spent about two hours playing the game through, trying to do the proper way rather than doing the whole save game, load game, save game, load game. <laughs> On the basis of that, I have, introduced, I have introduced my missus to Star Wars this week. 
Uh, we have got four films in this week so far. We would have got five in, but I fell asleep through the fourth one. So we've got about half of that to watch. What order are you watching them in? Episodes one, two, three. As you can see, that's why it's a fucking slog. Uh, so now we've got to A New Hope. So I would have, because of the, the spin-offs we've had, I would have done one, two, three, and then Solo and Rogue One, and then gone into New Hope. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Linz, I'm not being funny, but I cannot be asked to explain, and um, I've forgotten the name of it. The not solo story, Rogue One. Rogue One. A Rogue One. Rogue One explains a new hope. Okay, but this is a conversation yeah. for a different time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've got yeah. we've got a bigger thing to dive into here. We obviously rip on Joey for not knowing his films. Nina's not seen Star Wars. She's seen them, but not for a long, long time. And I'll be honest, I'm gonna probably hit myself up for a lot of slack here, but I'd never seen Revenge of the Sith. Um, so I saw that for the first time this week. Bam, 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 bam. No, 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 you know what? I'll, I'll fight your corner here. If you, if you were literally watching them not when they came out and you just watched episode one, episode two, why would you be excited for episode three? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, controversially, I like episode one. It's not a great film, but I like it. It's fun to yeah, watch. The one, the one thing I can't get over is what Nina told me this week is that the guy that plays Anakin is also the guy that plays the kid in Jingle All The Way. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, can't, I can't take him seriously. I honestly cannot. All I'm hearing is all I'm hearing. Every time someone speaks, every time he speaks, it's like, put the cookie down. <laughs> <laughs> Yay me. <laughs> every, time, every time he's running, it's like, Dancer Donna Blitzen or whatever the... Whatever he says, it's big I can't fucking remember. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it there. And exactly. what are you drinking, mate? So I'm drinking a Southwest beer. It's a, a brewery called St. Austell. It's not just a real ale. This is just a tribute. Yay. Oh, God's sake. <laughs> Good choice, though. Good choice. And obviously, you know what I'm drinking my week. Um, kind of the same as um, Moody, where it's like we've got, I've got um, my job, so I'm still working. But working from home, it kind of all melds into like, it doesn't really feel like days pass. It just kind of just melts by, really. Like, it feels so weird. Like, it feels a lot longer than three weeks that we've been in lockdown. Yeah. I don't know whether anybody else agrees with that. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I mean, kind of feel like... It's not that today I've not been working. My day's fucking flown by, like legitimately, because I've just been finding stuff to occupy my day. I kind of think like working from home, I don't mind it, but I kind of think that I'm finding that's a bit that's dragging my time on. Yeah. I do find that um, like when you have to go to the shop and stuff, that's taking up like you'll go to co-op for like a couple of bits if you need them, but it's taking like nearly triple the time to get there because you've got a queue outside the shop. So that's making a lot of time move quicker. Yeah. yeah, true. <laughs> Just stood outside somewhere. <laughs> I found what um what's helped us, like I've got a little wall calendar, well, obviously, because I'm that organised adult and a bit of a mumsy type where a drunk mum <laughs> uh, <laughs> who puts everyone's birthdays down. But I've started crossing days off, which has actually really helped sort of keep track of everything and where we are. Okay, like okay. we're nearly all, we're nearly already halfway through April. Yeah. Yeah, I've been renting four days. <laughs> oh, shit. That's all right. <laughs> 
spent nothing else so oh cool i was thinking we may need to actually improve this podcast to actually make some money off the back of it then if we're getting to that point already speaking of i will go ahead and i'll do all the quick shout outs and what people can do to support us which if they would like to you will find us on pretty much any podcasting service that you will use we're not on the ones that not many people use because nobody really uses them so you can find us on itunes spotify Castbox, pocket casts all over the shop and if you could follow us and give us a good review five stars on itunes whatever the other metrics are that would really help give us a boost in listeners and get more people to find us and if you enjoy what you're listening to if you're enjoying all of us ripping on ben for getting lost in newcastle then do go ahead and support us on patreon and um, you can find my own patreon.com slash mr jason england all of the money goes between all of us so you will essentially be, be buying all of us a pint if you could do so that would be wonderful you are listening to the virtual pub join us after the break as we get into the news Welcome back and let's get right into the news and we start with a new segment where we all get to have a bit of a rant about bellends out there in the world and we call it dick of the week so we've all brought our own dick of the week and we're going to put it out on the table and we're going to let you guys the listeners pick the winner and you will do so on twitter.com slash new rising underscore media and i'm going to kick off with my nomination, which is a couple of people, actually. It's a guy called Crispin Odie and a guy called Jonathan Ruffer. They are both hedge fund managers who are absolutely just, they're raking in billions during the coronavirus crisis. Now, I know that the finance market is extremely cutthroat, especially when you basically take advantage of particular crises. And, for example, Chris Binodi is a Brexit supporter and he made millions by betting against a pound on the run-up to the EU referendum because he knew that there was going to be some kind of crash. Um, these guys have bet on the market crash surrounding the coronavirus pandemic and they've made upwards of £2.4 billion. Pounds. And I feel it's a little bit fucked up when hedge fund managers can rake in absolutely absolute coin while key workers like care workers those in supermarkets and people who put themselves in harm's way to keep this nation going can only just scrape by so for that reason they are both complete balance they get my dick of the week nomination what do you guys think it shouldn't exist there's no point in having that much money uh there's no need for it therefore they're not all billionaires are wankers granted but the vast majority of them are and you, you know you don't tend to find um, you don't tend to find the average person benefiting off the misfortune of us quite as much as people like that. So uh, yeah, they can go fuck themselves. I mean, surely if they took what like a quarter of the money they made and then donated it to the NHS, wouldn't really 
they wouldn't really notice it, would they? Uh, yeah, that comment kind of leads into my view on it. I, I perhaps come at this from a slightly different angle, which is, weirdly, I don't necessarily have that much of an issue with the individuals in question. The issue I have is that they are able to do it without then paying the relevant taxes and the relevant things that they should do on on what they earn. And this this goes right from individuals and hedge fund, hedge fund managers up to some of the biggest companies in the world. The amount of tax that some of these companies pay for the amount of money they make is pitiful. Um, and I guess that's how it all ties in. And I agree with the thought, maybe they should just look at what they've earned and said, well, we could donate even 10% of that. And that would, that would go a long, long way to helping out the fact that we've got so many people working so hard in this country and globally, and we're not able to, you know, pay them a fair wage. Um, but I could all... I. I guess I can also see it from their point of view, which is they might just turn around and go, well, why should we? We're not being forced to. Um, and they why probably the should system- be forced to. <laughs> well, why, why, why does a system exist that allows them to fucking do it? Like, exactly. Yeah. How, how, how is there? It's like, it's like when, oh, sorry, if you can hear car noise in the background, that's my socialist soapbox being dragged in. Um, when you see films, <laughs> you see films like The Big Short and things like that that talk about the financial crisis and, which is only you know 12 years ago and there's people that made millions and billions of pounds literally betting that the entire economy of the world was going to collapse how the fuck is that a legal thing that can happen how how do we live in a world where you know so many good things have come out of this pandemic like people have genuinely people's hygiene have got better people have come together people have realized the importance of people that do manual work yet we still live in a fucking system where someone has probably never done any work in their life, an inheritance of fucking money from their dad can go, oh, shit, this worldwide tragedy is going to happen. It's going to ruin the economy. I can make some fucking money off of that. How, like, there, I can see the argument that, I mean, I think they're pieces of shit, but I can see where people would come from. They say, well, they're just gaming the system that's allowing them to do it. Well, that system is bullshit and shouldn't be allowed to happen anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly not like- going to lie. If I'd had the opportunity to do what they've done, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Exactly. Like, I was literally just going to say, Lens, like, as Moody says, if, if it's there and we knew how to do it, not going to lie, we'd probably do it. But it's, it's just, just... They were clever enough and shit. had the opportunity. That's the thing. It's a Yeah, shitty but system. I don't want to have this turn into... Because, yeah, like you said... Most of us, if we were given the opportunity to do so, would probably also jump at that opportunity to make a lot of money off the back of that. But I don't want it to turn into a, oh, you're disagreeing with it because you can't do it or you don't have the ability to do it. I disagree with it on a moral basis because it just seems really fucked up that there is a system that allows this to take place in the first place. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, I agree with everything you're saying, Joe. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying like it's they should have done it. Yeah. Do you know, am I wrong in what I'm saying? Do you know I mean, like, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not agreeing with. I'm not agreeing with they shouldn't have done it. But it's easier said on both. See it from both sides, as Moody said. Yeah, precisely. Essentially, it's one of the things. It's like it, it's it's the job. 
And it's like kind of getting mad at people just for that is a bit of a weird one. But does that, but again, that job shouldn't exist. It's like people, when people get mad at like freaking traffic wardens, it's like, that's the sort yeah. of same thing on a very, very low scale. Like that shouldn't exist because parking shouldn't be like that. But then at the same time, you can't get mad at the person for it because they've got to do it's their job anyway. It's a bit, it's a weird one for me. Like I, I, yeah, but I, think I would like to think that was advocate for your point. Sorry, so pay devil's advocate. So we can get. I'll, I'll make this my last point because I will just talk about this for fucking ages, and I love you all, and I don't want to get into any arguments with you, and I will. My my counterpoint to that would be about it being someone's job is there are people in this world who are paid to dump nuclear waste in the sea, and people in this world that are paid to sell weapons of mass destruction, and people that are paid to sex traffic and sell children to slavery, and in the places that they do that. That's a per like it's a fine valid job. That doesn't mean oh they're just in their job. It doesn't mean that they're morally fucking corrupt and should be able to do it. And I say I'm not going to make any more points. I'm not going to get in because I don't. I'm quite passionate about these things. I don't want to get into any arguments with people because that's not what we're here for. But yeah, I'm yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, no, so. I get I get what you're saying. It's just it's the thing of yeah that job shouldn't exist. I don't know the ins and outs of the job itself. So that might be me coming in from a completely ignorant point of view. But from the way the way it's been put across is like that's why the way I look at it. Yeah. So maybe in this situation, maybe I've bent the rules a little bit here to actually rather than looking at people in particular, it's going to be the job as a whole. But I can also see each side of it where to actually take a job like that, what what does that say about the moral compass of the person who's taken that job in the first place? Like there's a lot of different questions and a lot of different things that fly around it, but that would be my nomination. Moody, what is yours? So, Dolby makes the point that not all billionaires are wankers, but these ones certainly are. Obviously, we are currently under what I think you would describe as a lockdown, and pretty much all of Europe is uh, under a lockdown. And... I'm just going to read the first two paragraphs of this article because I don't need to say any more than this. <laughs> a group of would-be holidaymakers who flew in a private jet from London to the Côte d'Azur in France have been turned back by police. Seven men and three women arrived on the chartered aircraft to Marseille Airport where helicopters were waiting to fly them onto Cannes where they had rented a luxury villa. They were God refused sake. permission to enter France and ordered by police to fly back to the UK. Now... I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you an anecdote on top of this, which is um, the the office I work in looks out onto a main road, albeit through a we're either a large village or a small town. I don't know what it's classified as, but you get quite a lot of foot traffic. And um, I heard somebody walking past this morning, and he was obviously talking to somebody who was walking past, and he just said, "It's hard to stay at home when the weather's this nice." And I kind of agree with him, but also the rules are there and everybody knows what the rules are. Um, going out for a walk when you don't need to under current circumstances, you know, it's not the right thing to do. I can kind of see where he's coming from, but it's not the right thing to do. Renting a fucking private jet and flying to a different fucking country because you fancy a fucking holiday in Cannes, there's no, there's no grey area in this. So, um, I think, yeah. <laughs> but I think Galby can uh, summarise this pretty quickly. Ultimately, some people are fucking stupid. 
I mean, obviously. <laughs> also, don't have private jets because we're fucking drain on the environment and should be illegal. Don't have a private jet when you can get a Toyota picnic for <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, idiots. like, obviously, my, all my family are in the southwest, and it's sort of been a, it's a normally like a prime destination, sunny Easter weekends, little short breaks like that. And there's something like my mum shared something on Facebook of the Somerset police stopping like 400 caravans on the M5 going to Devon and Cornwall for wow. and, and turn them all back. Jesus Christ. See, and also, in hindsight of that as well, sorry, one of, them actually right? ended up, one of them actually ended up flipping on the motorway and causing a massive accident. Oh, well, to be fair, except for the people that were travelling on the motorway, they probably deserved it. Absolute balance. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening to this podcast, people have the accidents. I mean, the views I of them die, do just not came represent with... the views of this podcast. <laughs> well, I, did, I didn't wish death. I just, just, just like a mild, like a broken finger or something. <laughs> I mean, there's another thing I saw as well. Um, friend of a friend of a friend. Their, their neighbours had a garden party last week. And like this week, the neighbour got taken to hospital in an ambulance. So it just goes to show that yeah. you don't know who's got it. Um, and now everyone who went to that party should be isolating, but I bet they're not because obviously they don't care about the rules now. Why should they care about them? Exactly. And it's these yeah, people I mean, and their selfish behaviours that is holding everybody else back from being able to return to some kind of normality. Like I can only... This is me being extremely cynical about exactly what's going to happen over the Easter weekend. But part of me wants to hope that people will actually follow the rules. But then another part of me is like, they're not. And they're going to lock us down further. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to Moody's point and all that, um, like I was watching um, this morning. That's how bad my week's been. Um, <laughs> and Vanessa Feltz was on it. It's not very often that I'll stick up for Vanessa Feltz. But she did make she she did make a very good point. She turned around and she'd been someone on a radio show. I'm not going to go that much into it, but was from London Council, and he'd been on the phone to got uh, different golf courses and um, like schools with big fields within London, and they he'd said open your open your like field access out. So people in like flats, obviously all the high rise in London can go out and obviously social distance, but actually be able to get out to places. And I thought that was a really good good idea. It is, but to get, have your allocated exercise, you don't need to walk around a park. No, you walk no I just walked around. I just walked around Nottingham City Centre today. Like walked from my flat all the way down to Big Centre, down to the Square, back round. Like took me about half an hour. Yeah. And the issue around opening parks is then it becomes like a large communal area and it's a little bit more tricky to control compared to just saying walk in a local vicinity around your streets. I think that's it's down to a matter of trust, isn't it, really? Yeah. Like, you can't trust this, people I mean, then. You've got to remember no, exactly. normally people are fucking stupid and not to be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> Drink again. It's the people that are complaining that are get the because they're getting moved on because they're sat. Yeah, because it's not exercise, mate. Yeah, 
Like, no, exactly. if, if you're going out to go and sit on a bench, that's not exercise. Go home, sit on your garden wall, sit on your doorstep. Like, it's if you don't have a garden, you can still sit outside. Well, we had a we we had a there's a church just down the road for me where we take the dog. And it's a really open space, which is closed in, so we can let the dog off the lead, and we can have a little walk, and the dog can go for a run. And we had, uh, this week, it's been overran with people just sitting on benches in there. And it's not as if it's like a big churchyard. So if the police walk along, they're going to end up shutting that, because there's a lot of people in there, even though there's a lot of people sat down, like, on blankets and stuff like that. It's just fucking ridiculous. I'll end it on a, I'll end it on a uh, positive point, which, uh, as we talk, talked about last week, I'm, I'm, I'm out delivering. Um, so I do actually get a sort of sight of people in normal circumstances, but certainly in the last couple of days where um, the weather has really warmed up, it is somewhat heartening to see the number of people who are just, you know, sitting in their garden, sitting in their doorsteps, you know, I have literally seen people just sitting in their doorways. Um, so it's good that people are taking heed of it. Um, obviously, I'm sure, I personally, I have no doubt that we're going to see photos over the weekend of parks and open spaces that are just overrun with people, um, a la the chap that walked past the window, my window this morning and said, well, you know, I know I'm supposed to stay at home, but it's too nice. I think a lot of people are going to fall foul about this weekend. But we are we are seeing people taking taking uh, notice of it as well so it's not all bad yeah and that's but those, really good. But those 10 that went on a plane fuck them <laughs> <laughs> thorpe who have you got I'll, I'll try and beat that so i've gone with a classic classic twitter go which is a oh bugger off sorry that's my phone um <laughs> my phone is not dick of the week uh but mm, close off is a classic good old hulk hogan brother he <laughs> this he this week has come out and he said to summarize he's essentially said in a headline that i saw this week is um maybe we don't need a vaccine we need to worship jesus now, I am not, but take this in the way you will, but I will just quote uh, the uh, last few lines of what he said in a tweet. It will be, maybe we don't need a vaccine. Maybe we need to take this time of isolation from the distractions of the world and have a personal revival where we focus on the only thing in the world that really matters, Jesus. Now, I'm so, going wow. to leave this to you guys <laughs> because wow. this is nice. This is a lot to unpack, brother. <laughs> How dare you the, take the Lord's the, name in vain? <laughs> what, Hulk Hogan? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, it's God. a little bit... I mean, he's he goes from racial slurs in a sex video one year to this. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> don't. He's going to sue us into the ground. <laughs> As a... <laughs> As a man whose Tinder profile describes him as militantly atheist, I think I should probably take a back seat for this one. <laughs> <laughs> How Dude, much time does your Tinder profile get off the back of that? More than more more than you'd expect. Darby is nice. a Darby. I can Darby. I can probably agree. Who once received text saying, "I'm going to turn my phone off to spend some time with God." 
<laughs> and that I is mean, all that's, I'll say about that. I mean, so, that is that is my nickname for Joey. So, what God or Jesus or turn your phone off? It's all three, all all of them, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean to bring about. It's just ridiculous that people still think like that. Yeah. I don't want to speak to everybody for everybody, but I know I'm not a religious person. And I'm not bashing anybody who is, but this is extremely dangerous way to speak about. Exactly. A I mean, I'm not viral pandemic. Exactly. I'm the I'm the first one to turn around and say that I am not I am not religious in the slightest. But if you if you believe in God, fair enough, each to their own. But do not turn It'll around. Be this person. Yeah, do not turn around and say we don't need a vaccine. We need to focus on Jesus. It's, it's some serious it's some serious mental gymnastics to say that um the only thing that's going to make better is to think about god and i would like to think that the majority of people i know um and i know plenty of people who have strong affiliations with a number of religions would all agree that um whilst they're going to be going to church this sunday probably on a webcam or something i've got a lot of friends that i know are doing online church services i think they'd still be quite keen for uh science to be able to get a vaccine and ideally the sooner the better so yes it's all about mo- like it's about balance isn't it yeah that's that's the thing exactly, exactly. i mean i mean if you want if you want a bit more bloody context i mean the start of the tweet just says in three short months just like he did with the plays of egypt god has taken away everything we worship god said you want to worship athletes i will shut down the stadiums you want to worship musicians? I will shut down civic centres. I don't even know what civic centre is. Uh, you, will sh- you, <laughs> want to worship act- you want to worship actors? I will shut down theatres. No, God, God hasn't shut down these things. I mean, certainly in this country, I do not think Boris Johnson is God. <laughs> <laughs> Boris Johnson has shut down these people. And then it says, you want to worship money? I will shut down the economy. No, unless you're thinking coronavirus is God. Coronavirus has <laughs> shut down things. Or we've gone with this to shut... Th- it's just fucking ridiculous. I mean, like, the, I'm going to have to... I tell you now, I will, beca- I will find Jesus and I will become a devout Christian if God shuts down the PlayStation and Xbox networks. Hold up. We're going no, to be extreme here, Lindsay. Take a step back. Because apparently, <laughs> we worship musicians and he takes away the concert. I worship my Xbox, and that's still going yeah. strong, baby. You know I, what? I, you know what? I, I worship become... this podcast. If we have a million listeners next week, I'll admit God is real. <laughs> <laughs> I like who says admit, like he actually. I'm knows still going. I'm still going with the original. <laughs> if Jesus can turn water into wine and they find a way to do that. I might just admit Jesus is fucking real. I mean, technically, there is a process of turning water into wine, but no, that three is. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like turning water into beer. Jimmy, you know I mean? it's a fermentation process. The bit that is just making me fucking chuckle about this entire story is how you're saying, like, um, you're worshipping actors so god closed down the theaters and stuff like that it sounds so much like god is basically a michael scott where he's, essentially <laughs> just <looking> at, <laughs> he's just not happy the attention's being taken off him like you bastards <laughs> just close maybe, everything 
maybe God's having a midlife crisis and he's going back to angsty God from the Old Testament when he was like, oh, you don't respect me. I'm just going to kill all of you. So, I mean, people go on, like Christians go on about Satanists being the de- like the worst, Satanists being the devil, guys. We, um, I'd be like Satan being like the bad guy. He, don't, he didn't do any of this shit. Just saying. If, if, if Satan don't kill people, God kills people. Say- can I just say, I never thought I would hear the line angsty God from the Old Testament. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if like, that is definitely going to be like, how are you feeling today on a scale of <laughs> happy to angsty God from the Old Testament? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I never thought I'd hear, I, I'm not one to defend Vanessa Phelps, but we've had two of them. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to change the name from Virtual Pub to the Vanessa Phelps Fan Podcast, and we'll I mean, go from there. I feel there. like we need to keep a track of Vanessa Phelps so we can make this a segment. Of, Phelps, I'm not one to defend Phelps, <laughs> Vanessa Phelps. If we ever do, if we ever do a video one, we'll have a little scoreboard come down the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Virtual Pub Bingo. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do right now, guys? I'm going to follow Vanessa Phelps on Twitter. No, she doesn't have it. Wow. Right. Well, that's fine. Well, sorry to interrupt. You are doing that. Lindsay, have you tried... You looking on your phone for something is not good for podcast radio content. Put it Dolby, who is your dick of the week? Okay, so mine's sort of on a bit of a different note because despite all of my rants in this segment so far, it's not about really rich people. It's not about religion. It's not about right-wing socialism but well, right-wing fascism or anti-socialist or any, anything like that really but uh so i uh saw a thing on twitter today uh, a person who is an emergency worker i believe he's a police officer um had a note left on his car that said this to the selfish person i've been watching i've been watching you travel every day in your car you are not in uniform this is clearly not essential travel you are part of the problem Stay at home, protect our country, and the NHS. I'm not saying that this person isn't trying to make a correct point, because but aim it at the right people. Don't go around being some sort of fucking vigilante dickhead Batman wanker and being like, oh, this person's in a car. Like, you don't know what's going on in people's lives. Like, my mom is a care worker, so she goes to the houses of elderly people and people with like autism and mental disabilities and stuff. She goes to their houses and she helps them go to the shops and she does all that stuff. She doesn't have a uniform. Like, you wouldn't know she was doing it. You don't know what's going on in people's lives. You can't just judge judge people. I'm pretty sure, uh, I don't know where I heard this, but nurses and that are told not to go in their uniforms. It's, it's not going to be hygienic, surely, if you're drive to work in scrubs and then go yeah. around the hospital with it on. Like To me, that seems um, like a pretty good point to make. Can I just uh, can I just say some regards to your uniform point? Um, so I know someone who's a postman, and when they finish work, they have to literally stand in their porch, get undressed, leave their clothes there, go in the shower, come back down, put gloves on, pick their clothes up, and then put them straight in the washing machine. Exactly. While, so while I'm going yeah. around, so so with regards to your point, I agree with you entirely. Like, just, it's, it's these people that as much the problem as the people actually going out and doing all the fucking social, breaking social distancing, just fuck off think, and keep to yourself. 
the thing is, if I was to, there's a park literally across the road from my window, right? If I was, if in the park there was a bunch of kids sat next to each other having a fucking picnic, fair play. If someone wants to go over to them and go, you know what, you shouldn't be doing this, fine. They're genuinely breaking, like, breaking the law. Someone going to the shop to buy food isn't, you know, that's essential travel. You don't know what people do for work. Like, technically, because I work in the gas and electric industry, I'm classed as a key worker because my work keeps people from losing energy. I'm lucky that I can work from home. There's certain people that work in my industry that can't, but don't have uniforms or anything like that. There's no need to verbally attack random people because you think they might be doing something wrong. It's fucking stupid. And what I want to avoid is a road that we seem to be going down quite quickly, which is this sort of, as I say, vigilante fucking Corona Batman, who were like, oh, you're at the house. And so what? So what you're describing just... actually has a name um, and worth looking into, um, which is known as nudge theory. Mm-hmm. And that is that is a prime example of nudge theory. And, and, and it's what we're seeing at the moment, which is, you know, the, the message from our government and our politicians is we don't want to put a full lockdown with police marshalling the streets and forcing you to go indoors. But if you don't do what we say, we're going to have to. Um, and and this is for me what it what it is it's it's kind of repeating that message enough and getting people to buy into the fact that you know oh there are some people that are causing a problem so that if it's then decided that that's where they have to go whether it's at the review next week or further down the line they will actually have support from the public because everybody's seen instances where people aren't following the rules now don't get me wrong i agree with the lockdown as shit as it is, as much as I'd much rather be recording this podcast and going to the pub, I agree that we need to do this lockdown to save people's lives, but it's not on you to go up to an individual and be like, why are you at your house? That isn't ultimately your responsibility. Like, stop mass social gatherings. Yes, we don't need fucking vigilante justice. It's the same as like, you know, I don't need to get to the point where it becomes like a pedo's name being published in the sun and people go around and fucking burn their house down. Like, yeah. And that's what that's what my concern is. There seems to be there were there were there were two extremes that we're seeing at the moment, which is the people that are it doesn't fucking matter, I'm gonna leave my house and go sit on the beach, to the other extreme of the militant people that are like, Why are you leaving like, you know, being a Gestapo for anyone leaving their house to go and do what is in this instance genuine key work? Well, I yeah. mean, speak speaking for experience that's actually had this happen to them. Um we when this sort of like the first week of lockdown, we took the took the dog to the same church that I was on about earlier, and um, there was some woman stood across the road, and there was a few. It was a nice weather. There was a few people. There was a couple of people doing yoga on the church, and there was a couple of people out with the dogs, and there was this woman who was on the phone and said within earshot, obviously quite loud on the phone, going, "Oh, there's too many people on church. There shouldn't be that many people on the church." And you just think to yourself, like, what business is it of yours when you don't know what's going on? You don't know what's happening. Just keep yourself to yourself. Like, it's pretty obvious when there's a ma- when there's people who shouldn't be doing this ha- happening. If you're really that unhappy, if you go to a park and you see there's too many people there and you're really that unhappy about it, go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Or, 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 like... So this person in this in this instance, when you follow the Twitter thread through, they rang the police about it and said this guy's leaving a house every day. Um, he knows this because he works with the police and said, "Oh, we've got a report about you." 
leaving the house every day. But if I was to look at my window and fucking dickheads having a party and they were obviously breaking the rules, the right thing to do in that situation would be for me to call the police and be like, be a fucking knock and be like, look, this is what's going on. And then they'll come look into it. And if they think they need to do anything, they'll do something about it. But we need to get away from this vid. I don't want it to turn into vigilantism of people self-policing. And I do think a bit of it does come from the government of basically saying anyone that leaves a house is problems. But it's not necessarily everyone leaving their house that's causing the problems. It's people that are like, oh, it's Easter week. As Moody mentioned earlier on, you know, a guy going too nice for me to stay inside i'm gonna go outside that's causing a problem a guy getting his car to go to work or to go food shopping or to help someone genuinely need is not causing a problem if this curtain karen is really watching him every single day then they'd notice that goes at the same time every day and comes back at the same time every day like a routine like a work pattern like a shift pattern Use your fucking brain. Yeah. I bet, right? Good point. Okay. Good point. <laughs> These are You're the here. same people, right? And me and Ben can probably, me and Ben will get this more than anyone possible. Like, these are the same people that complain about workers smoking in their uniforms outside. Do you want this in uniform or not? Make up your fucking mind. I think, I think essentially, I don't mean to keep saying this, but it can be put down to one phrase that Darby will probably. People are fucking stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I will just put this up there. I've just literally just clicked on Sky News. And this is how ridiculous it's got. They've not closed Clapham Common, but Clapham Common have taped off their park benches. How ridiculous. <laughs> need to, how ridiculous People cannot need be to trusted. Do? You can't Mean, be trusted. That not tape has got to be some strong tape. Are they using Gorilla Glue? Because that's the only thing that's going to work, isn't it? Guys? Let's be honest. Like, or is it just a bit of caution tape? You buy that in B&Q, babe. It's nothing. Yeah. I, stopped at, um, I stopped at Leicester Forest Services the other day because I drunk too much coffee and I couldn't wait the additional 10 minutes until I got home. And Dude, Was that um, an essential trip? Yes, it was. It was on my way back from delivering. Um so I went, I went to the service station, went to the toilets, and um, they've literally put a black bin liner over every other urinal to maintain social distancing. And I just looked God, at that, and, right. I, and I, thought, I thought to myself, I thought, I can see your logic, but also you've got to consider the average intelligence of someone that's sort of a motorway service station. It's a matter of time before somebody just pisses on a black bin liner and it goes straight to be on fair, the floor. To be fair, I was to under the impression you. that guys always left the gap anyway. Yeah, yeah there's do, like but... toilet logic, but toilet etiquette for sure. Yeah, but to be fair, but coming from someone, and Lindsay, you could probably agree, but then again, you never used to go in the guys' toilets, but from coming from someone at Houston Yates's, a black bin liner means fuck all on a urinal. <laughs> I mean, sometimes a urinal doesn't mean fuck all, mate. <laughs> 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 Excellent point there, Lindsay. <laughs> I mean, sometimes a cubicle don't mean fuck all. Sometimes the toilet bowl don't mean fuck all. Like we've, me and Bob have both cleaned up human shit in our careers. Like it's not a pretty sight. <laughs> Just yeah, for all the listeners, please, when you go back to the bars, remember that it, it's not your place to fuck up. Please don't pour like, shit all over the tables. Like, Please don't shit where you're not supposed to shit. Just treat Lindsay, it with respect. Lindsay, sorry to interrupt you, but can I just point out with Lindsay's point of don't shit where you're not meant to shit? 
and this goes for women and men, because this is actually an example of a woman. Do not shit in a sink. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> well, we're on the subject. I think this is going to be my last point on it, but I feel like we need to do a bar etiquette section at some point. And also, ladies, uh, don't put your leave. Don't take your tampon out on the dance floor and just leave it there. Oh, oh God! <laughs> so just to round, after the, after that point, just to round this off. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, well, tampons. Um, that just reminded me really. Segment. <laughs> what a great segue! <laughs> it reminded me of a just just to finish off my little bit of this segment. There was a, a really really funny story of a. a we, uh, me and my friend Alan, shout out to Alan, if you listen, he's probably not, on a night out at Rock City in the basement. Uh, Gaz was DJing and uh, Elevate by State Champs was playing and a girl was jumping up and down and a tampon fell out in the Rock City dance floor. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she needs bigger tampons, she, mate. She you know walked off. Dalby, loose lip sink ships. She walked oh. off. <laughs> Gaz. Oh, Gaz, got, Gaz got on a microphone in Rock City and went, Oh my god, fucking look at that. <laughs> he goes, Is that what I think it is? And I was just pissing myself laughing. And uh, it was so funny. And then someone stepped on it. I think to round off Darby's point, what who was your dick of the week, mate? <laughs> oh the guy Vigilantes Vigilantes uh calling up policeman for going to work. Yeah, <laughs> we, we weren't on a bit of a tangent there, but go on, so My Dick of the Week nomination, it's kind of, I don't care if he doesn't get, like, he doesn't win it, because I think he got his comeuppance anyway. I'll just read out this uh, tweet from uh, the Greater Manchester Police. Uh, so, a 21-9-year-old male decided to spit and swear at our officers this evening. He then went to leg it, but ran through a sheet of glass at one of the buses. <laughs> and you can find this at GMP City Centre on Twitter and there's a picture of people sweeping up the glass that he tried to run through <laughs> it just sounds like a jackass stunt in real life but <laughs> well, I'm assuming he probably got asked to move on or was drunk and abusive it, it kind of it happens in the north doesn't it guys yeah. <laughs> police officers tried to move him on he spat and swore and then just ran and he's just gone bang straight into glass and I wish I could have been there to see it <laughs> to be fair he's from Manchester do you expect anything less <laughs> <laughs> shout out to anybody from Manchester listening to we this love podcast you. we, we love all do city. not share the same opinion that's Ben Thorpe here <laughs> the views of Ben do not represent the views of this podcast. <laughs> Thank you for the disclaimer there. And that was Dick of the Week. That felt incredibly cathartic to me. I don't know how you guys felt about that, but I really, really enjoyed having a fucking rant about all yeah, the shit really going on. Right. If you would like to vote on who your Dick of the Week is, I will be putting up a bit of a poll on Twitter for you to pick who you think is the dick of the week find us on twitter.com slash new rising underscore media now join us after the break where we will get into more news
and we are back with the final segment of the podcast that we call Some Good News, which is totally not, but also kind of inspired by the fucking awesome video series by John Krasinski. Please don't sue us. Um, so, <laughs> so we um we realize that we do have a bit of a rant on this show, and it's always good to realize that there's a lot of good in the world and there's a lot of fucking awesome stuff happening in light of what is happening around us and yeah this is what this segment is all about so we've got four stories to take you through and we start with ben so my story is uh it's about a scholar and a saint called steve chase who is from bridge north in shropshire and he set up a dj booth on his driveway to entertain the locals um during this pandemic <clears throat> he was djing to the street and even though everyone had to stick to their own gardens to maintain the social distancing rules he didn't want to stop anyone having a good time especially cedric and judy who were celebrating their 54th wedding anniversary so happy 54th wedding anniversary to cedric and judy oh that's cute what song did he play for their wedding? I don't know, Jay. Don't say. Ah. <laughs> what I song do you what. think they would have played? I really hope it was "Time of Our Life" from uh, "Dirty Dancing." They did the dance too. Yeah, with the full. Really, I everything. really hope they're lifting Judy up over his head. <laughs> uh, or, uh, just what mean, quality, Maybe it was Judy lifting Cedric. <laughs> <laughs> could have been, could have been. It's twenty twenty. What happened when he announced the buffet was open? Did he have to go around everybody's garden? <laughs> <laughs> no, Moody, no, Moody, Moody, what happened? They uh they delivered buffet to everyone else, obviously uh contactless. Ah. Uh. Left it on their doorstep. <laughs> Moody, what is your story? Sim oh similar uh no, actually, I think there's lots of uh, heartwarming stories out there of um, neighbourhoods perhaps coming together a bit more. And there was a great one that uh, went up early this week about a gentleman that lives in Northampton celebrating his 100th birthday. So everybody got together, again, at, at safe distances, and, and he stood in his window and they sung him a lovely happy birthday on uh, on his 100th birthday. It was... Uh, there's a lovely Aww. video of it on the BBC website. Um, and I, I think it's just nice, isn't it, to see that people are actually um, looking after others in in the area. It's uh, something that we maybe don't see as much as we should. So uh, it's always nice to see those sorts of things. Yeah, absolutely. Just a heads up, if I get that far, I want that, guys. <laughs> Deal. Well, so I can wave at my window and then draw the curtains on you slowly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you are. Bye. <laughs> See, that's that's the amazing thing about what's happening. Like, I don't think I've spoken to my neighbours as much as I have during the lockdown. Like, I feel like this whole community spirit has kind of really been born out of this whole situation. No, oh, yeah, massively. You know, you know, you know what? Like, people talk about like the blitz spirit and stuff like that, and about how that generation are like eternally bonded together because they had to deal with a blitz, which is obviously fucking horrible. And people had to come together in that time because, you know, your next door neighbor's house could be blown to shit. So, you know, people will come together to help people. And maybe that is 
this generation's version of that, so mm. to speak. Like people like to slag millennials off, and we are talking as a group of millennials, you know, that they're lazy and they don't help people and feel entitled to everything. But I think the amount of good you see that people are doing, this could genuinely be the thing that brings people together and maybe helps bring society into more like a, a more caring society about from it. Yeah. Lindsay, give us your story. My story is about this college student, Ashley Lawrence, who has been making face masks for the hearing impaired. So over the mouth, there's a little plastic screen. So nothing can still get out. The mask is still doing the same thing. It's just that um, hearing impaired people can now lip read because a lot of people rely on that for grammar and things like that. And instead of being able to use sign language, obviously we all should know it because there is a lot of people not just hearing impaired people that will speak in sign language, which we should just all know it, but not enough people do. So lip reading is something that's hugely relied on. So this girl's taken it up herself to make something for it. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. It's really, really great, especially because of the people in hospital. Like, obviously, if they can't communicate what they're feeling, how are they supposed to diagnose them? Yeah, and that's the other amazing level of that initiative that's coming out from people as well terms of being proactive in helping others as well it's not necessarily just about the community spirit it's wanting to bring everybody as a society up definitely and just thinking about what other people struggle with yeah exactly and i don't have a story as incredibly innovative as that but i turn to my local postman um who in nottinghamshire is actually a local wrestler who wrestles under the alias Posty Malone, which I thought was quite a hilarious <laughs> name for a wrestler. <laughs> um, and I'll start with exactly what he said at the beginning. He said, it's all been doom and gloom lately, and I wanted to change it. So Mr. Walton, who is the postman, has gone round dressed up as different people to go and deliver mail. So he's actually gone round dressed as Princess Arendelle from Frozen, and he's gone around and entertained all the kids and he's been really happy it's been really amazing to see like the reactions the smiles on all the kids faces when he's gone around looking like a looking like a bit of a prat but in the most hilarious and the most heartwarming way possible jay was this um was he on um this morning the other day it may have been i don't want is, this he, bro- one, is he broad jordan <laughs> <Only Ben Watson>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a shift worker who doesn't work till four in the morning like you do Lindsay. Um, is he Broad Geordie? Well, what I've got here is um, he's from Mansfield Woodhouse and he's been doing his local postman route in different costumes. So chances are there's a lot of other posties that are doing the same thing and that just warms my heart. And I've, even though it's like the smallest possible gesture of like going around in a silly costume, it means the world in a time like this. And we hope that in a situation like this, at a time like this, when it's easy, easy to get so anxious that you can at least smile for a little bit. So I don't mean to bring a down on you, Jay, but it's actually Princess Anna from Arendelle. Oh, shit. All right. God damn it. I'm sorry to anybody, any Frozen fans out there, Princess Anna of Arendelle. And might I say, he really does pull off the dress. And that concludes some good news to wrap up your week. Join us after the break as we dive into Dolby's super famous pub quiz. 
Welcome back to the final segment, which is the pub quiz. Who will be the very best like no one ever was? Dolby, take it away. So uh, last week we did a walking tour of Springfield, which I think everybody enjoyed. So this week we're going to go on another little trip and I'm going to take you on a trip around the Pokemon Zoo. So we're going to see 10 different Pokemon on our little trip today. But unfortunately, um, because it was built in haste to give people something to do during coronavirus, they've not managed to put up the names of all the exhibits yet. So uh, that's what you've got to figure out. So I'm going to give you a little description and the number of the Pokemon that we've got here. And don't worry, they're not kept in cages. They're all allowed to roam free. So you are going to have to keep your eyes peeled to try and spot them. So to get the point, you need to give me the name of the Pokemon that I'm describing. Now, they're all within the first 151 Pokemon, as Ben requested last week. Uh, Once again, the winner of this educational trip will choose the topic for next week. And as usual, if you want to answer the question at any point, say your name, take your answer. If you answer and you're wrong, then you're out of that question. And it go will carry on with the clue to everybody else. Now, some of them are quite obvious. Some of them are a little bit more rare. But difficulty-wise, I'd say it's probably about the same as week two and not as hard as week one. So, is everybody ready? Yes. And I'm, I'm smashing in. this. <laughs> okay. So, uh, if you look to your left, you'll see our big open safari for these to roam around in. Uh, the first one that we do keep in this enclosure is number 56. It's a fighting type pig monkey Pokemon. It will evolve into Primeape. Lindsay, it's yep. a monkey, isn't it? It is a monkey. One point for Lindsay. So, number two in this little exhibit. Number 25 on your Pokedexes that you all should have been given at the door. Obviously, you won't tell the answers because that would be cheating. Uh, this might be the most obvious one you'll see on our trip today. It's Jason. Uh, yep. Jason. Pikachu. Yep. Pikachu is a correct answer. One oh, point. <laughs> right. The third Pokemon we'll keep in here is we're a bit higher in the numbers now. Number 143. It is a normal type Pokemon. You might not be able to see it because its days normally consist of sleeping. Moody. Yep. Snorlax. Snorlax is correct. One yes. point for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done now. That was smashing. Uh, smashing. Couple of scores. I'm happy. Number four. So, this one is number seventeen on your po- on your Pokédexes, and is the second. Sorry, the uh, second in the evolutionary scale of Pidgey. So it will evolve Jason. from Pidgey. Uh, yep. Uh, Pidgeotto. Pidgeotto is correct. A second point for Jason. So the last one in our first enclosure, uh, which will be Pokemon number five on your Pokedex, is Pokemon number four. This is one of the original starter Pokemon. Lindsay, yeah. Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay. Yeah. (laughs) No, incorrect. Ben Thorpe? For water. Thorpe? No. It's a fire Pokemon who resembles a dragon. Jason. Oh. Jason, yeah. Charmander. Charmander is correct. Oh. 
Lindsay, you did, yes. if you do get it wrong, you are out of that question. Just remember that. <laughs> but I like so, it. So it's currently three <laughs> points for Jason at the halfway point. One for Lindsay, one for Moody. So we'll take a little bit of a walk now. Uh, if you look to your right, you'll see our second enclosure that we're going to see on the tour today. So the sixth Pokemon on our little visit in your Pokedexes will be number 95. It's a rock Pokemon who is named after a precious gemstone. Though he spells Jason. his name. Yep. Onyx. Onyx is correct. Four <laughs> points for Jason. <laughs> what Question. is going on? I live with someone who plays Pokemon Go. I, this is kind of passing to my brain. Number seven is number 58 in your Pokedexes. It's a fire-type puppy Pokemon. Benthorpe. It, yep. Benthorpe got there first. Growlithe is right. Benthorpe is on the board. Number eight is number 109. In your Pokedexes, and it's a poison gas Pokemon. Thorp. Yep. Coughing. Coughing is correct. Ah. The, uh, the next part of that clue was in the current climate, you'll want to avoid his name. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Question number nine. And this is number 29 in your Pokedexes. It's a normal balloon Pokemon with magic powers. Ben Thorpe, yep. Nidoran. No, it appears quite pink and fluffy, but has a voice. Oh, moody. Which you, moody, yep. Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff is correct. <sighs> that does mean that Jay has won the quiz before we go to see our last exhibit. Oh, my God. Oh. Right, so our last one. So we're playing for pride now. Lindsay, you're in last place at the moment. Um, I, I don't, don't, don't. <laughs> so this is number seven. This is number seven in your Pokedex. It is a water turtle Pokemon. Moody. Yep. Must be Squirtle. Squirtle is a correct answer. Yeah. So I find so that... uh, uh, You know what, right? I'm the fucking <laughs> biggest fucking Pokemon fan out of all of us. Bollocks. Clearly not. I feel so, uh, <laughs> Jesus. That, right concludes, now. that concludes our Pokemon Zoo tour. Unfortunately, we only have Can't. two exhibits at Just the moment because off. of the current climate. Um, I'll talk over Lindsay's protestations. But, uh, <laughs> Lindsay finished in last place with one point. Fuck off. Ben Thorpe had two. <laughs> Moody had three. And our winner is Jay with four. So, uh, Jay, what would you like the quiz to be next week? Hmm. I am going to pick... British comedies. British comedies, okay. Mm. So I'll see how I can work with on that. And just as a quick uh, little shout-out to everybody, British comedies is the topic. If you've got any suggestions for things I can add, little things I can do, tweet me uh, at UnlikelyDan. If you put a little hashtag virtual pub quiz, then I will pick those up and I'll see what I can do to incorporate them. And if you sign up to our Patreon, once you've got a few members going on there, I'll start doing weekly quizzes for our Patreon members. So that's a little something to look forward to in the future. So next week's will be on British comedies. And uh, that brings an end to tonight's quiz. Cough. This is so angry. No, you have no idea. I am so fucking pissed off. I'm sorry that I just know more about Pokemon than you do. <laughs> I know, if it was Generation 2, if we were doing all fucking 700 of them, I would have fucking smashed you, mate. <laughs> oh, 
did say that. Because like, you say that because you kept saying the numbers. It was in my head, and I was like, I know what this is, but I can't. I could see it, but I couldn't think of the name of it. And then by then, because I know all the fucking numbers, but then you read out the rest of the question, which give all the clues away. And then that's how everyone else got it. Ben thought this oh, specifically say the only the first version, version, yeah. and no he did and no he did <laughs> and now that we're all getting a little bit too drunk a little bit too aggro over the pub quiz it's time to bring this to a close thank you all so much for listening to the show this week if you want to support us you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Pocket Cast Radio Public, Castbox and so many other services that I've completely forgotten the names of you can find us on there. Just literally Google search the Virtual Pub Podcast and you will find all the results on there. Give us a follow, subscribe, whatever the interaction is on there and give us a positive review because it will help with our discoverability and pull us in front of more and more listeners. And if you would like to follow all of us, you can go ahead and find me at Mr. Jason England on all of my social platforms and I'll let everybody else say theirs. Mine's are, mine are at Unlikely Dan on Instagram and Twitter, though I do warn you, it's mainly me being on a socialist soapbox, so be prepared. But feel free to follow me and tweet me your ideas for any quizzes that you may have in the future. And if you want to talk to me about how I was robbed of the title of Pub Quiz Champion this week, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kezibeat. I'm, I'm, I'm not part of the Twitterati or the Instagram t- crew, so uh, you can hit me up on Facebook at RobMoody1985. Drop me a message. And you can find me on Twitter, I do believe so, and uh, Instagram at Ben's Face. That is all one word, and it is just a picture of my face on the picture. Cool. I'm, I'm glad that you've described what a profile <laughs> picture is there. <laughs> and on I that note, if you were like... Things, I don't know how to do these things yet, Jason. Leave me alone. <laughs> And on that note, if you'd like to support us in other ways as well, if you've really enjoyed the show, we do have a Patreon. Obviously, it's my own Patreon at the moment, but all the money that is sent there will be spread across all of the lovely people that you've listened to on this podcast. So do buy us a pint. It's patreon.com slash Mr. Jason England. And I will leave you now with the oh-so-sweet sounds of Two Pissed. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.